Are you a woman age 21 and above who wants to take charge of your health? Then drop by any SOG Health Clinic and arrange for a cervical cancer screening today. Or thanks to Camtech Health's HPV self-sampling kits, you can collect your own sample in the comfort and privacy of your home for the first time ever in Singapore. Have questions? Don't worry. SOG and Camtech Health's dedicated and reliable team of professionals are here to help. Book an appointment today at SOG.com.sg or visit Camtech Health's website for more info. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Welcome into Health Matters right here on CNA 938, everybody. And of course, we are continuing the discussion on breast cancer. It's important to realize while it's wonderful that we have a Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, let's not limit discussions to breast cancer only in that month. We should be talking about it all year long. And one of the key things that came out from this year's Breast Cancer Awareness Month is the greater role that's going to be played by family physicians in terms of early diagnosis. We also heard more important facts about how many women are familiar and aware of the concept of the mammogram, but remarkably less have gone for one in the last two years. More on that as I speak to Assistant Professor Celine Ung, consultant from the Division of Surgical Oncology at the National University Cancer Institute, Singapore, or NSIS. Prof, it's good to connect with you in person. Thanks for coming into the studio. Hi. Let's talk a little bit about the role of the GP. The GP has always been an important pillar in community health. And we know that going forward with Healthier SG, we are going to be seeing our GP on a regular basis more and more. Uh, the idea of aging in place, the idea of community care, so vital. What role is going to be played by the GP in terms of early detection of breast cancer? So firstly, I think the GP plays a very special role. Um, they're very available to the community that they are in. And often they see multiple generations in the same family or yes. friends of, uh, you know, friends of friends. So they tend to understand the social setting that the patient is in, their cultural factors, and more importantly, their health-seeking behaviour. And I think this really puts them at a unique role to be able to try and change their mindset and to approach screening in a different way. They also help break down barriers that, you know, physicians like us who are specialists and only see the patients once or twice or when they're diagnosed cannot get to that point. Mm. So I think that's why GPs are really important. Um, a lot of GPs that we've partnered with uh, have actually come down to the unit. They have uh, seen patients with us, examined patients with us to try and get used to seeing women and to examine breasts. And because, you know, breast uh, and, you know, just is, is a private organ, it's very taboo in our Asian culture. It's not like, touch my forehead, you yeah. know, like, I got fever. It's exactly. very different. Yeah, so we're trying to break down all these barriers and to reassure women that in a professional setting, these doctors are well-trained, they know what to look out for and they can really help you. I like what you mentioned about the multi-generational aspect because if you are, if your family is seeing one physician, you're right, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that same messaging that went for mum could be passed on to the daughter and grandma might be a part of the discussion as well. This is very important and it is such a big part of community aging and aging in place as well. Uh, so yes, great. We're going to see more and more people making their first stop, their GP, and hopefully that will improve early detection mm -hmm. because remind my listeners when it comes to breast cancer, if we pick it up early, this is, it's it's huge, right? Yes. How, how well we can mm. cope with it. Yeah, certainly. So breast cancer, you know, is very common. I just want to reiterate, I mean, everybody knows it's common. One in 13 Singaporean women get it. This rate is increasing very rapidly. Because it's common the same way, um, treatment is very advanced. It's rapidly progressing. So outcomes are really, really good. Mm. Uh, if you're diagnosed in stage 0 or stage 1, the survival outcome would be close to 100%. So you're going to be living your life as if you were not affected by cancer. 
So it's, it's wonderful if you can pick it up very early. What proportion of overall breast cancer is picked up at 0 or 1 though? So unfortunately, it's quite low in Asian countries and in Singapore itself. A lot of patients do present at a later stage. The reason being, it's a bit counterintuitive, to be fair. Okay. Um, so our body alerts us to problems when there's pain. I have yes. a headache, I have a stomach ache. Yes. But then breast lumps, um, for cancer lumps, are usually painless. So people tend to avoid yeah, them or ignore them because they think it's painless. And then they come when it's painful. So mm. we see a lot of breastfeeding moms, for example, with painful lumps from lactation. And those are actually generally not cancer. So it really is an education thing that we need to be aware what kind of symptoms are, are more likely to present as breast cancer and more importantly that it can be picked up at the precancerous stage. Yes. Yeah, and not many cancers can be picked up at the precancerous stage. So really breast cancer is one of the things that we need to latch onto and tell our women, uh, our friends to, to do something about it. Almost a 100% cure rate. And this could, you know, if we can get that, like you said, so common, 1 in 13 women are going to develop breast cancer if we can make sure that majority of that are going to be in zero and one, it's going to happen through screening. And we have so we have great access to healthcare facilities in Singapore. Mm -hmm. uh, screening is so easily accessible. The mammogram is one of the most powerful tools that we have. Talk to me about this big disparity that was revealed um, in terms of the National Population Health Survey, for example. How we women are aware of the mammogram, but don't go. Yes. So actually, the, the health population survey also asked women why they don't go. Okay. So they actually said, oh, okay, majority, 40% of them said, uh, I'm well, I'm healthy, so I don't need a mammogram. Or there was even a proportion of patients who said, it just didn't cross my mind. Mm. But there is a proportion of patients who said, I wanted to do it, but I have no time because of family commitments, because of work commitments. And I think that's where the men in the family, as well as just friends and general colleagues come in and play, whereby I choose to cover half your shift, for example, so you can take two hours off to get your mammogram. I say two hours because you need to travel, sure. but actually it just takes 20 minutes. Right. And, and I want to use this opportunity to also highlight that Breast Screen Singapore is a nationally audited program and um, we have some patients who feel maybe it's better to get it in a private unit or in a specialized imaging center instead of the polyclinic but Breast Screen Singapore is unique because firstly it's very affordable it is um, available to all Singaporean women as well as PRs um, also the mammograms read there uh, are only by selected radiologists and the patients who are seen as a result of the program with cancer are also seen only by selected um, surgeons who are trained uh, and audited and the most unique feature is every mammogram done at the polyclinic in Breast Screen Singapore is read by two consultant radiologists, not just one. Yeah. Yes. And the audit outcomes are on outcome measures, meaning whether these radiologists are overcalling, meaning patients end up having too many biopsies, or if the surgical outcome or the survival outcome is poor. So it's such a well-audited program, so available. Uh, it costs something from $25 to $75, depending whether you are a Medeca generation uh, and, and things like that or whether you're a PR, a citizen, but very affordable. Yes, and mm. very easily accessible and very yes. high quality yes, yes, as well. Exactly. That's the key mm. point here. How often should women be taking their mammograms? So uh, women above the age of 50 should do them every two years. Women from 40 to 49 years old should have a discussion with the doctors, mm. Okay, but I would recommend mammogram screening from 40. Okay, so let's do it. Come on, I've got you here. Why are women afraid of going for the mammogram? You've talked about some of the commitments and time. I've done countless interviews over the last 15, 16 years about worries about pain and radiation exposure. What would you say to those two key points? Because those seem to be the ones that I keep revisiting on my show that different generations of women are concerned about. So I think the first question to you is, in the December holidays, are you planning to travel? Are you planning to fly to the US, to the UK? If you are with, you know, 
without any hesitation, then why not get your mammogram? Mm -hmm. The radiation exposure in the mammogram is less than if you fly from Singapore to the UK mm -hmm. or to the US. And you, you know, you don't think about it at all, but then you're worried about radiation from a mammogram. So to me, that is... More Counterintuitive like, as well. Yeah, exactly, right? We need to get our priorities right. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, pain um, is a concept, but it's also every, everybody has a different threshold of pain. So my threshold of pain is probably different from you, Daniel. Mm. And um, most of our patients end up telling me that it is not really pain, it's a temporary discomfort. Um, but of course, like we talked about, being exposed in a foreign environment is always scary to yes. anybody. Yes. Um, what we try to do is to make sure that all of the technicians and the doctors at that point of time, seeing you exposed in a mammogram machine are women to make it as comfortable as possible. The other way to think about it is this whole setup is made especially for women and especially for women who are coming to do mammograms. So next patient, next patient, we're always seeing the same thing. You know, people are not um, sensitive to it and that's not what we're focusing on. We're actually looking mainly at the mammogram image to make sure it's adequate before we let you leave. Mm. So nobody is really looking at you per se, but of course we're there to support you all the time. But I think taking away the attention of somebody looking at your naked body is important. Yes. And um, I don't want to make it sound very technical, yeah. but that's essentially what it is. And I think if we take out that personal aspect, women may feel less embarrassed and less shy to go for mammograms. Yeah, there's that stigma associated, there's the, the, the social aspect mm. associated with it as well. And then I wonder whether there's a biological aspect as well. When it comes to breast changes or breast cancer rates and issues, I've done interviews on earlier onset of menstruation amongst younger girls in Singapore and whether that is a trend because of the first world lifestyle mm -hmm. and diet yeah. that we're living. Is that having impact? Because a huge group of my listeners have young daughters as well. Is yes. this playing a part in the whole discussion? So we are seeing that breast cancer incidence or rates are increasing. Over the last two to three decades, this has tripled actually. Mm. So we know there are environmental factors. Uh, currently, there's no way to prevent breast cancer, but there is a way, to, well, there is kind of a way. If you pick it up at stage zero, which is precancerous, and you treat it then, then the patient... Technically, you've prevented yeah, breast yeah, cancer. Right, so the patient actually doesn't have cancer, although it's treated very similarly. Um, so I guess that is the mindset that we have to have. You know, you have a chance to prevent cancer, so this is it for you. Yeah. Mm. So does that mean, though, that for our listeners who um, are parents of young daughters, that you, you mentioned the age range where mammograms would be useful? Should younger women start thinking about mammograms? So there are a select group of patients who should have, who should have mammograms earlier. Uh, I think... The very clear ones are those with any genetic abnormalities uh, where you've seen a counsellor, you've done genetic testing and for sure you have an abnormality. Mm. But for the rest of us, uh, it's important to do monthly self-breast checks and I think you should start as early as 20 years old. Get familiar with your body so you know what is different. Uh, and what we're looking out for is persistent change. Mm. So a lump that is there today but it's also there tomorrow and next week. Not a lump that comes and goes. Uh, as well as the nipple changes, any rash that is persistent, even though you have applied cream, steroid cream, seen your dermatologist, things like that. Uh, sometimes in very extreme cases, the skin might look like an orange peel. Mm -hmm. That's usually a bit later stage. But what we are looking for is persistent changes. And if you start examining yourself early, you know what your breast is like. You know what your breast uh, feels like at different parts of your menstrual cycle. So I think that's much more important. Uh, whether or not you should go for screening earlier really depends if you have risk factors. Uh, usually first degree family uh, risk factors, say a parent with young breast cancer at the age of 40. Mm. Then we do recommend screening and seeing a specialist um, from 5 to 10 years before the first cancer diagnosed in your family. Before I let you go, Prof, I've got about a minute left. Just remind us, we've been talking a lot about um, the treatment and the wonderful outcomes if it's early detection. Having said that, even if we're finding it at later stages, we have wonderful treatments for breast cancer, do we yes. not? Yes. 
So survival rates even for later stage cancers are very good. And I think one of the other stigmas associated with breast cancer is that patients often feel they need to remove their whole breasts. So they feel they lose their identity and they're scared of the outcomes. But there's so many good techniques now. So reconstruction is one very good technique to make the patient feel uh, well again and as normal again. But on top of it, we are also doing a lot more to preserve the patient's native breasts, mm -hmm. meaning that we can borrow sort of tissue around the breast to replace the breast tissue we've removed. And still making sure that it's yes, not the cancer cancer is cells. clear. Yeah. And, and for some of my patients who are suitable, I like to think about it like a silver lining. You yes. know, if you are post-breastfeeding, your breast tends to, because of gravity, uh, look down a little bit. So at the same time of curing the cancer, we can even lift the breast for you. And I think it's more important to realize um, that it's treatable and let the women take back... Um, her dreams, her aspiration. You know, why it's so, um, why I'm so passionate about it, I think is because I'm supported by a lot of women and I always think about how we have fought our lives, you know, to reach a dream and an aspiration. And then one day we're diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it. But actually we can get you back on your feet to again pursue and reach the goal that you originally set yourself out to. And I think we should really give ourselves the opportunity to do that. Well said indeed, Prof. Thank you so much. If, if there's any one takeaway you take away from today's discussion, taking back the power is one. And go for your mammograms yes. is the other one as yes. well. Prof, a pleasure. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. My guest on the program, Assistant Professor Celine Ung, consultant from the Division of Surgical Oncology at National University Cancer Institute, Singapore, Orensis. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional. Are you a woman aged 21 and above who wants to take charge of your health? Then drop by any SOG Health Clinic and arrange for a cervical cancer screening today. Or thanks to Camtech Health's HPV self-sampling kits, you can collect your own sample in the comfort and privacy of your home for the first time ever in Singapore. Have questions? Don't worry. SOG and Camtech Health's dedicated and reliable team of professionals are here to help. Book an appointment today at sog.com.sg or visit Camtech Health's website for more info.